0: Merry Christmas, everybody, and welcome to this little festive bonus that I've cooked up. It's about time we had ourselves another bloopers and outtakes episode, so... I'm not going to do as much of a preamble as last time, just check that previous episode if you want to know what this is about, but it's pretty simple. More often than not, we record more than, you know, under an hour's worth of content, and so all those bits and pieces that get left behind, they don't disappear. I keep them around with the intention of, you know, splicing them together into this sort of thing, and I did it once before, and I'm doing it again. I'm saving the best for last. There's going to be a little bit that we cut that is actually relevant to the season, uh, it involves a gift that I got for Morgan, and so you'll see all of that when we get to it. But to start, we're going to do like we did last time. We're going to start at the beginning with uh, an intro that got flubbed. This time, Morgan was the one who attempted to do <laughs> the Kiss and Cousins intro, and it didn't go off, you know, perfectly right off the bat. So let's... Ro- oh, yes. And before I forget, uh, just like last time, there's going to be a little transitional sound. It's going to be the little guitar riff from A Little Less Conversation in between each clip. So let's roll the first one.
1: Hey, all you kitty hawks and critters. (laughs) It's Elvis has gone to shit himself on the toilet. (laughs) Uh, What's the name of our podcast? Elvis has left the movies, not the cinemas. Jesus. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, all you cool... Wait, no. Stop.
0: All right, moving right along and keeping to this theme of bloopers first and foremost, here's just an assortment of uh, gags and goofs, let's say. Just, you know, random things. According to Variety, Viva Las Vegas earned more in distributor... Viva Las Vegas earned more in distributor viva las vegas (laughs) so mr belden who's the mr who's the mr mr belden Belden? (laughs) who who is he Matt?
1: who is he (laughs) spit it out factor number one if elvis presley tried to get into a fight with matt matt would kill a guy he would kill him i would do it what now yeah he would kill that man he has to literally register his hands as weapons of I know legal you say intent.
0: kill a guy, that's not what it sounded like for a second. <laughs> what did I say? You're what like kill it? a gay. I'm like Whoa,
1: what? <laughs> No, don't kill the gays, Matt. Jesus. <laughs> well, no. That's so mean. Why would you say Your that? words, not mine. What the fuck's wrong with you, Matt? Jesus. First you kill Elvis, then you kill the gays? What's your problem? So what's factoid number two? The
0: first factoid. <laughs> <laughs> We're so close to being done we're so close don't you know
1: come on matt spit it out
0: you insist on dragging it <laughs> but before we get to that i just want to mention quickly mgm this is
1: sponsored by audio It's, an, it's an,
0: <laughs> have Go you ever ahead, thought so. about getting yourself a casper mattress <laughs> they are the coolest mattress and they're super soft and it's great
1: do your knees bend when they hurt there's a
0: little a painful clicking noise every time you stand up
1: have you ever been to a Turkish prison? <laughs> <laughs> you
0: ever seen a grown man naked?
1: Okay. MGM
0: is an MGM movie.
1: MGM. MGM stands for... Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. mated. Matt, I don't think you got yours right. You want to try that again? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair
0: so the writer Alex uh, Gottlieb, Gottlieb. How do you? Look? I've I've only ever seen this written. I didn't actually check to see how this is pronounced. Whoops. Hmm.
1: How is it spelled?
0: G o t t l i e b. Got Gottlieb. Well, yes, Gottlieb. It's just the lib part. Yeah. I'm like, is it Lieb? No, it's lib probably.
1: Or, is it got an e at the end of it? L i e b.
0: Yeah, l i e b.
1: Yeah, Lieb. Gottlieb. Yeah, Gottlieb. Lieb. Gottlieb. Lieb.
0: Gottlieb. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. This <laughs> Alex. Got lieb? Alex. <laughs> hey, Gottlieb.
1: <laughs> alice (laughs) gottlieb
0: so that's alice gottlieb such fucking dorks Ah yeah (laughs) that's on
1: you that's a yeah (laughs) go ahead excuse me if i
0: just want to pronounce things properly call us out if we pronounce something incorrectly (laughs) engagement engagement okay hashtag desperate
1: (laughs) (laughs) hashtag i'm not 30 you're 30
0: (laughs) elvis is 30 establish that <laughs> uh, okay alex
1: gottlieb <laughs> yes alex gottlieb
0: who was the writer on arizona raiders
1: okay
0: oh boy okay time's a flying but we've been on a few tangents that makes sense
1: i think yeah i think we're still pretty yeah
0: i want to throw in though. so i'm gonna go and we this also
1: have yeah okay good
0: before we oh, I guess we don't have anything left, right? We already did. No,
1: we don't have anything left. And we also have that couple of minutes at the front of the episode that's for the thing, (laughs) so.
0: And we have this part that we're talking right now, which is all gonna... Yes. yes. (laughs) Uh, But you started it. I did.
1: Yeah, so I'm pretty sure you can reach us through Podbean. You can listen to us on, I think, SoundCloud and a bunch of other places like that. I don't know about SoundCloud, but... No? Not SoundCloud? Oh, well, shows how much I know about my own goddamn podcast. You gotta save the
0: SoundCloud for our our rap, our rap careers, oh. our spin-offs.
1: Oh God, that's right. It's fire. Anyway,
0: <laughs> I already mentioned that the pool scene location in Spit Out. Spin <laughs> Spit Out Spit it out. Yeah,
1: spit it out. Oh God, did I start recording? Jesus fucking Christ. Yes, I did. Okay. All right, I'm good. I'm good.
0: Okay. All right. Every time. Two. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: It just scares me i don't I'm know so that's frightened. fair
0: <laughs> we've had i mean we've had enough uh hiccups that we we can yes. be extra cautious now
1: yeah god tell me he isn't in stay away joe because that's gonna be heartbreaking for me i don't know i don't want heart- to look that
0: far ahead that's so we we have so long to go before we get there i just keep putting it off and putting it <laughs> off in my mind like no, no no it's fine
1: oh god maybe we'll okay. never actually reach
0: it maybe it doesn't actually yeah. exist if yes, we maybe we'll enough. die. Oof.
1: Maybe death will save us from the sweet, sweet, the not sweet. Fuck it. Moving on. God damn it. Who's the cinematographer?
0: Daniel L. Fapp. Are we going in a time loop here? Oh, gosh, shit. That's
1: right. <laughs> How many peepees does he have, Matt?
0: Wait, did you know that he won an Oscar for West Side Story?
1: <laughs> No. Are you fucking with me? (laughs) God damn it. And did
0: you know that in The Great Escape, there was (laughs) Charles Bronson, who was in the movie Kid Galahad with
1: Elvis? Okay. Stop. (laughs) Drop. Set him down. Open up shop. uh, Fap with two peepees. Uh, Fuck.
0: You know you want to hear about the alternate title. Yeah. All right.
1: I wonder if maybe I just wasn't checked out from all of that <laughs> because I'm so used to Elvis movies not it's possible. inspiring me. But I think it's probably a really good sign. My tummy is grumbling. I don't know if you can hear it. And I hope you can't because <laughs> it's very loud. But <laughs> anyway, um, I'm very hungry. <laughs> no, I haven't eaten dinner yet.
0: We should have taken a pause in between. I know. That last clip of Morgan's tummy rumbling is a perfect segue into this next little section, which will be about when background noises or other noises, obviously we don't record in a vacuum, so sometimes, you know, stuff from the outside world can get picked up by the mic. So there's going to be various examples of that coming in just a moment, including Morgan's cat Otis and multiple instances of sirens being heard in the distance. And uh, on her end and my end, in fact. So, yeah, let's roll those now.
1: Just a second. Now you can relax. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Special guest star Otis, he's back again.
1: Do <laughs> You want to meow into the mic for me? <laughs> okay, let's see if we'll, he'll chill out for a bit, but probably not um okay but here's the real fact would you or would you not go on a date with elvis if he drove you around in the pink cadillac uh
0: would you
1: would you put out for elvis if he took you out on a really nice date in a pink cadillac mm because i know i would Uh, well of course you know not that oh god i'm
0: hearing the cops are coming (laughs) for you with all this talk,
1: I don't know what to say to that. I'm just gonna accept that as as the reality. The police have arrived. <laughs> they are revoking my license that I earned in order to talk you about all this movies. One,
0: you have made one too many crimes against podcasting, and we cannot <laughs> let it stand.
1: <laughs> it's true. Well, I didn't hear you say a no, Matt. So I'm just gonna have to assume that that means you. No,
0: won't. I wouldn't. I don't think. Uh, even for it. the oh. pink Cadillac, I'm not. I don't care about cars. That what a much, frigid
1: so. bitch. <laughs> Why are you so cold for? <laughs> what are we talking about?
0: We already know my heart is with Audrey Hepburn, right? So we can't... Yeah. That's not going to change. No,
1: don't forget. It's with James Dean.
0: When? What? Because, uh... If anything, Elvis-, Elvis Presley's the one that's in love with James Dean. We know this for a fact. He was obsessed with that's James true. Dean. That's true. He'd be yeah. taking him out on his pink Cadillac and they'd have a good old time.
1: Oh my God. I just... I, I'm going to write a fan fiction of James Dean and oh, Elvis now Presley. Oh, that's
0: me. It's- They're coming for me next. That's... <laughs> man they were they were quick they just went across (laughs) the country
1: (laughs) yeah for those of you that don't know uh matt is out in victoria bc and i'm no i'm in vancouver in ontario oh vancouver bc victoria vancouver it's all bc baby victoria's a little too bougie for me a little too bougie okay (laughs) well i live in ontario where everything is too bougie for me so. so i don't quite get the concept uh so uh, the point I'm trying to make, though, is that one of us is always really hungry by the time we're finished the podcast. I actually
0: ate right before we did this, so I'm ah, not... Oh, you son of a bitch. Yep. It's going
1: to be me this time because I didn't actually eat, mm. um, and I'm not actually... I don't think I'm hungry. I don't know if I am. It's not important to this podcast, so I guess we'll cut that part, but anyway. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about?
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure we talked about how A Hard Day's Night came out in 1964, the first Beatles movie. We, we spoke of yes. this last
1: week, I think. Yes oh no
0: (laughs) you can't repeat yourself okay oh my god they're coming for me again
1: holy shit matt and i are just popping off folks and the police can't handle that and that's just how it is
0: and while she plays french in this movie or her character is supposed to be french she's swiss in real life
1: oh the fucking lying bitch Hold on, I just got a text message. It's from Ursula. <laughs> she says our our dates off. Oh, my bad. Fuck. That sucks. She says, "Hi, you don't have to reply. Just wanted to say I love you and have been thinking of you. Be safe and hope to see you soon sometime." Who the fuck is this? <laughs> 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 oh my god! Well, it's from, coming from Ursula's number, so it's got to be her. Huh. Hi, you don't have to reply. She's just mad because I brushed her off earlier.
0: Well, you call her a bitch. So. I mean, that's not cool.
1: Well, she won't even deal with I man. She's eighty-five. <laughs> if she's still here after life, would has thrown her? You know, I'm sure she won't mind if I spread a little spice on the. Who else is in this movie, Matt?
0: Next up, we've got a few examples. Um, Just like last time, sometimes when we hit record, we don't actually jump right into the intro and get into the episode. Sometimes we do a little rambling. And um, so you're about to hear two examples of that. The preamble stuff from Fun in Capoco and Tickle Me. So here they are now. Did you like Viva Las Vegas?
1: I, well... I actually liked Al more than I liked Viva Las Vegas, right. to fair. be fair. Yeah. I did like Anne margaret Yes. She was fun. I
0: was geeking out the whole time because of the directing. There was a lot of like flowy camera yeah. work and stuff, so I was just like,
1: ooh. There was. Yeah, There's I did craft. notice that. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice that. I did notice there was like... But there was a lot of it that I was just like story-wise. Oh, was, man. Like... Well,
0: I mean, it's 85 minutes, and they like... That ending is so abrupt after all like that car yeah. racing that goes on forever.
1: <laughs> they like, don't even like adequately deal with the fact that she's just like, like the character thing is like, he won't give up racing for a girl and she's mad about that. And then at the end, she's like, my feelings don't matter because we're married yeah. now. <laughs> R- racing
0: is cool now, I guess. Also, <laughs> yeah, our, our poor Italian great. buddy gets into like a wreck and then he's just at the wedding fine. Like,
1: yeah, I he flips like
0: over too. multiple times. <laughs>
1: and over. Anyways gets rammed by another car yeah i'm like jesus jesus
0: <laughs> what is up with like that
1: yeah i remember watching that part too and just because of the framing i wasn't even sure what was happening i was like um okay cargo boom all right. yeah
0: there's m- we get like multiple fatalities during that race i'm pretty sure and like they just yeah. it off like well it's what happens it's racing
1: yeah fucking <laughs> crazy all right let's do it okay let's talk about let's talk about elvis presley
0: yes Back at it at the Krispy Kreme. Here we go.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you remember that vine?
1: Yes. It's a classic. Back at it again at Krispy Kreme. <laughs> oh my god. Okay.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> oh no, I get the giggles.
1: Yeah. We. <laughs> okay. Very cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah Oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> That was actually a really good impersonation of a... what's his name, Meta Knight. <laughs> From Smashers. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> okay. He's the best All Smash right. character. He's. Listen, man, on fucking um brawl, he's actually so op. They fixed a lot of his shit, um for um uh, ultimate. But yeah. like on brawl, like I'm usually Kirby all day, every day, any time of the day. But on brawl, I'll play Meta Knight and make people really mad because I just go ha yeah 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 ha yeah yeah, yeah! and you can't it's, get out. Of yeah, it, nothing really. can be done. It's really hard to get out of it. Well, anyway. <clears throat>
0: Um, all right, let's do the clamp. Clamp it up.
1: Clamp, one, two, three. Cool. Hi, everyone. Wait, Welcome no, I actually have a, I have an intro for this. Oh, he's got it. Okay, all right, go.
0: I don't know what the hell we're. <laughs> I think we for <laughs> Harem scarum we should just be like, hey guys.
1: Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Okay. But for all this right. one, I actually
0: have okay something. <clears throat> don't. <laughs> Don't no, interrupt me. I wasn't <laughs>
1: How did you know? How did you know?
0: Because it's happening. It's like eventually muscle memory kicks in, and I go wait a minute.
1: Okay, all right, I won't. I promise.
0: I'm gonna list off a bunch of things that happen as like the intro, because like this movie, like okay. this movie is so jam packed, it's got this and this and this. That's the okay, the gist of it.
1: I won't. I okay. won't do it.
0: All right. Next up, we're going to have various tangents of different subjects that, you know, were too far removed from the episode at hand, so they didn't make the final cut to keep things on time. So yeah, no, they're, they're pretty much self-explanatory. Each one kind of has its own context within the clip. You'll see. So let's go with those now. Yeah. Before we get too far from Speed Racer, just yeah. as a little tangent, uh, yay or nay on the um, the Wachowski Speed Racer movie, How? what are, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I'm actually, so I haven't watched the whole thing, but here's what I have to say. I have to say that whether or not it was a good um, structure for a movie is not relevant to me. I am just thinking that the technical style and the evolution of integrating ideas and imagery together on screen that job, that movie did a really good job of bringing those things together, of using especially like uh, CGI in a way that's best used to like describe those those images. Mm-hmm. There's a scene. There's some guys on YouTube that talk about it. Some VFX guys. They like watch uh, VFX stuff and like review it. And there's a scene where Speed Racer's car is going over the track and the smoke is drifting into memories that he had as a child yes trying to get to his racing and that's something that cgi can be used in in movies to get the full description of that imagery and speed racer did a really good job of capturing that purpose (laughs) that's what i have to say look who's talking about
0: cinematography now
1: i know you know what i was gonna
0: say that movie's dope that movie looked cool (laughs) Those Cargo Fast, and I like it. <laughs>
1: now, listen, if you want to talk about the... Yeah, let's go on a tangent. Fuck mm-hmm. it. If you want to talk about Cargo Fast movies look dope, you need to watch Redline. I have that, watched and own Redline, and I love that it. That is my favorite Cargo Fast movie, and I love that movie so much that I, I am due to watch it again soon. Another race car I driver with a
0: big pompadour.
1: That's right. Well, that's because of the style of fashion in the 1970s and 80s more, but of uh, hairstyles, The the Pompadour. Oh, so good. So good. Such a good movie. God, such a good movie. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I really like the movie, as you can tell. Anyway.
0: He also will be known to younger audiences. He appeared in Happy Gilmore. He was like the one the the older the big guy with the mustache. Okay. That at the end of the movie the, the ball lands on his foot and then poor uh shooter McGavin has to like he's like gotta hit it where it lies and then he's just like
1: Jeez. <laughs> Jesus man.
0: When's the last time you watched Happy Gilmore?
1: <laughs> I I've never watched it. Oh, okay. And everyone always tells me that I should watch it, but I hate Adam Sandler. I fucking... I fucking hate him with a passion. I like his... He's
0: done two good roles.
1: Uncut Gems was good. Yes, that's one of them. Uncut
0: Gems and then uh, Punch Drunk Love. Oh, really? And actually, while I appreciated his acting in Rain Over Me, that that drama that he did with Don Cheadle, um, it was a little misguided.
1: Yeah, I... I hate his big, dumb fucking face. I hate him so much. I find him incredibly annoying. Sure. I will say... I I think... I, I will say, like, I do get that, that actors grow and change. They're humans. They they evolve as people. You know, they don't stay. But when I was, a, a, a like, a young woman, like, in my late teens, early 20s, In a time where I was just starting to really learn how to like fight back against like misogynistic culture and and really question things Mm -hmm. and call people out. Adam Sandler's attitude and behavior and sense of humor was so fucking cringy and lame and stupid and dumb that it turned me off for so fucking long. That I was even really like tense to watch Uncut Gems. I was really really concerned that I was just gonna see too much of dumb, stupid, fucking that guy. No. Anyway, that's fair. Uncut Gems is really good, and I'm sh- maybe he's a different guy now. Maybe he has a different sense of humor. Hopefully, I don't know. But if you like Happy Gilmore, you can stuff it. <laughs> just kidding. That's <laughs> just partly kidding.
0: nostalgia <laughs> and rose tinted glasses.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it's out of all Zelda. of he like, out of
0: all of the Adam <laughs> Sandler like he's just the dumb Adam Sandler character. Yeah, this is like I think the best, which isn't saying much as far as we're like grading these things, but like like we talk about Elvis movies, there's like they're all crap, but some of them are like slightly less crap than others, and so this is like yes, his slightly less. Yeah. Maybe this is I think Happy Gilmore is his fun in Alco Capoco. Let's put it that way, maybe.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: And Richard Keel's great, and, and and Carl Weathers is in it, and he's really great. Anyways, it's the whole thing. Yeah, I think he surrounds himself a really good supporting cast in that movie. And that helps. That definitely helps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah.
0: There's a famous scene where he beats up Bob Barker, too.
1: Hmm. The price is wrong, bitch.
0: That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> but Bob Barker plays himself and he's really going for it. That's really fun. Anyways.
1: So just so you guys know, we're also artists and you got to watch out for people like that. Mm-hmm. They hate art. You want to hear a story about a guy who hated art sure it's funny go ahead all right my boyfriend works at an art gallery and beside the art gallery is the recreation center and at this recreation center there are a lot of guys who play sports and have their young kids who play sports and one time one of these guys drove over to the art gallery and was like hello is this the recreation center and chris was like no sir it's an art gallery he didn't say that the janitor said that and and the guy said art Ugh. and he like spent like took off really quick and then when he left he drove over the sidewalk because there's a spot that looks like where you can right. it dips down for people to to cross through mm-hmm. but he thought it was for cars and he went over it and <laughs> Wow. And that guy hated art. So if you don't want to be an asshole like that guy, like art. <laughs> That's my funny story about hating art. The end. It's a good one.
0: Excellent. Thanks. 10 out of 10 anecdote.
1: Moving on. Wow. For the Beatles' debut I've cut feature? I by a lot. Yeah. Too. Holy jeez. But then, honestly, though, you'll want to compare what the Beatles did at the height of Beatlemania, probably closer to something like what Jailhouse Rock did. So a better, like a more appropriate way to gauge how those two things went head to head would be to pull, I think, from Jailhouse Rock instead of from Viva Las Vegas. Sure. That's what I think. You realize if
0: we had done a Beatles movie podcast, we'd be done already? Because they only made like five films. <laughs> Even if we weren't to go out of our way to talk about any movie that a single Beatle appeared in, we'd probably have less than 31 <laughs> altogether. Yeah. And we'd probably have more fun with it because I think most of the Beatles <laughs> movies... I mean, I own the Criterion edition of A Hard Day's Night. That's a great... That's a fun time.
1: (laughs) Well, you know. Listen, man.
0: I know. Let us not...
1: You got to love Elvis. Love him or hate him. Sure, sure. (laughs) Okay, so uh, things that we've covered in this podcast. Elvis is not better than the Beatles and... uh, (laughs) I just want to bring up... So remember... Wait, since we're on this, like I said, I'm
0: probably just going to cut this whole part. Remember when I mentioned... We were talking about the Beatles versus Elvis because we've got to keep doing yeah. that at this point because that's yeah. the period we're in. Yeah. And I said, I said, man, wouldn't it be great if we had just done a Beatles podcast because we'd be done by now?
1: <laughs> Would we, though?
0: Well, here's the thing because I was like, well, let me actually do the math. I did the work okay. because I, you know, I did. So I said, if we were being generous because there's only five movies that they all start yeah. together as the Beatles. But individually, I knew that they appeared in more things, especially Ringo actually has the longest filmography out of any of the Beatles. Wow. Well. And, like, garnered, like, pretty good acclaim. Like, he's a legitimate actor.
1: I see where you're going with this, but I would also just have to say, I feel like if you were going to watch a movie, if you were going to make a podcast series about the Beatles, and, like, 40% of it was movies about Ringo, I think you should probably just make a Ringo podcast instead. You know what I mean?
0: I'm just saying, if you wanted to cover their filmographies completely, every single thing they appeared in, it turns out that the final tally, I think, was 29 so it's not oh, so as it's pretty close it's pretty close though closer than i thought oh, it was shit. going to
1: be wow That's and you,
0: you, i think i think that was being like the most stingy if you were being a bit more generous you could probably bring it up to like 30 or even 31 wow and i mean two of them aren't mm-hmm. even dead yet so like the most recent one was freaking paul mccartney okay. showing up in a cameo in pirates of the caribbean 5 for goodness sake
1: oh right yeah god yeah
0: that's the flip side though because a lot of their appearances are cameos so it would be like you're talking about a movie that they only show up in like five seconds and that's like well it's his own thing
1: and then also like if you were going to make that podcast then you would have to watch pirates of the caribbean (laughs) 5 and and that in and of itself is a really you know it's a hard sell
0: it is That movie is included in the Golden Turkey Awards, which is the like Razzies, their official movie I guide. Know
1: about, yeah, I know about the so go- some that. So maybe that means here. it's
0: so bad it's good. No,
1: no, it doesn't. The Golden Turkey Awards are awarded to movies that are so bad I would rather fucking kill myself than watch them. And I know that because I have watched two movies that have had the Golden which Turkey Which ones award. were they? Oh my god, there were I, I can't even remember what they're called, but it was a it, they're both horror movies and one of them is one where it's like a burlesque show and this couple like veer off the road and like wind up in a fucking spooky graveyard and and then all the different like characters of spooky things like like skeletons and and zombies and mm-hmm. and, and you know things like that start to come out as dancers and they each get their own individual dance but each of the dancers just they they bend over a little bit and then they bounce a little bit so that their boobs jiggle a little (laughs) bit and then they just stand there and bounce their boobs like just doing nothing else except like bouncing their boobs and they do that for like seven eight nine minutes each and they're all fucking shitty and it sucks (laughs)
0: <laughs> Damn it! I was. I'm like, is that Monster A Go Go? But it's not that. It's something else.
1: It's not Monster A Go Go. It's it's a really. T- it's it's not even a B movie. It's a C movie. Well, yes. That's that's what you get the Golden Turkey Awards for. Is C movies, okay. Z
0: movies. They actually usually just skip right to the end of the alphabet.
1: Wow, crazy. Um. Damn. Because
0: I we've watched a handful for Bad Movie Club, and we've watched some fun bad movies that are included.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You might have just been unlucky the two that you you picked
1: could be well anyway
0: elvis is charlie rogers yes what do we think about charlie rogers
1: um sounds too much like charlie Ronix. which is i don't know <laughs> charlie Ronix is it's some kind of brand or like they sell like like uh Microphones or stereo Like Ronix, as in Charlie like Ronix. electronics. Oh no, no, it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant.
0: Oh, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Never mind. It's a restaurant. Charlie Rockets? Uh, Char- no, Charlie Ronix.
0: Ronix. Yeah. Which is not short for electronics, but it's a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> I don't have time to. I don't have time to unpack this. I'll I'll figure it out later. Which was the second adaptation of *I Am Legend* that was attempted after Vincent Price's *The Last Man on Earth*. I see. He's also the father of Katie Sagal.
1: Wait 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 wait. Did you say Vincent? there was the second. It was the second version of *I Am Legend*. That's not true. That can't be true. *I Am Legend* is a graphic novel, and *I Am Legend* as Will Smith starred in it is based off of the graphic novel that came out in the 90s.
0: I Am Legend is a novel by Richard Matheson, a novella, actually, writer of many Twilight Zone episodes.
1: Oh! Including so the
0: famous story uh, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet with the gremlin on the wing of the plane.
1: Right. So, okay, so there's a novella called I Am Legend, and then there's the graphic novel called I Am Legend, which is not related to... It was probably an adaptation the of the original novella. No, no, it couldn't... It, I, I, don't, I don't think it... Could have been. I Am am Legend is a graphic novel about loosely vampires.
0: So is I Am Legend the book.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's bizarre. Oh, look, we're learning something today. That's very interesting. Okay, so wait a minute. Jeez, you got to wonder then, is I Am Legend the movie that Will Smith stars in? everybody has said that it's based off of the graphic novel so i've never heard anyone
0: say it was based off the graphic novel at least in not my circle of people yeah it's based on the original 1954 novel
1: oh my gosh that's so weird that's bizarre Uh, everybody that i've talked to about it because because i'm a big comic book fan and most of my friends are so most of us know about i am legend the graphic novel because um fun fact it's one of the first graphic novels it's one of the original formats for graphic novels. Mm. Graphic novels didn't exist until like, about I Am Legend. And they looked very different than what we think graphic novels look like. Like like graphic novels today are are just comics. They're just like comics with panels and people speaking in the panels and stuff. But graphic novels used to be very text heavy and they used to be Mm. like books and they would have pictures and words like a picture book more like a picture book than a comic book and i am legend the comic was one of the first rather the graphic novel was one of the first um to do so and it was in the early 90s that they i think made it 80s or 90s or something like that 91 i'm seeing here yeah there you go close enough 80s 90s same thing if you're (laughs) close enough to the one end side there (laughs) 89 91 it's the same right yeah so i think we've we've straightened
0: out the timeline now
1: yeah okay anyway (laughs) i had not
0: i was not aware there was a comic book at all
1: so i had no idea there was a novella i had no idea so i am legend is based off it's technically they call it a novel but
0: it's like 160 pages so
1: yeah it's a very short graphic novel too it's it's not a long well yeah because
0: like i said the material itself is pretty
1: short pretty brief weird that's bizarre I'm just like fascinated by that. Anyway. Okay. Um So he directed that thing and this thing or was a screenwriter for that thing or that thing or whatever.
0: He directed 1971's The Omega Man, which is the second adaptation of Richard Matheson's novel I Am Legend. All right. There was The Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, there okay. was The Omega Man, and then there was the Will mm-hmm. Smith I Am Legend.
1: Right those were the movies yes imagine being so popular you get three movies and one graphic novel
0: <laughs> imagine you're so popular you get three movies and not one movie gets it right
1: <laughs> yeah have you read the uh the original novella then yes oh is it good it is it's pretty good is it about vampires
0: yes it's it's kind of like in a weird way rather right well it was one of the first not... like more modern takes
1: right does so... the guy get locked up in a jail cell and they keep him like a pet
0: in the book Yes. In, in the, the movies, novel. no. They never not none of the not all any none of the of three. Them. Yeah. None there's of the them famous them. alternate ending to the Will Smith one, which is closer, it was more in line with the actual message right. of the movie, but then they reshot it because test audiences are idiots. Yeah. And they come they they literally change the fundamental meaning of the title. Yeah. In their new endings, like, oh yes, he was a martyr. He sacrificed himself for the greater good. He is legend it's Like, no. No. He's the bad no. guy. <laughs> like <Yeah>.
1: anyways. Anyways.
0: <laughs> that's that'll be a good tangent. That's one for the uh a bonus episode. <laughs> the I am legend tangent.
1: Yeah. We're we're gonna have a lot of bonus episodes, man. <laughs>
0: Probably. I want to point out. Last thing I want to say okay. about Dan Haggerty, yeah, he's in an all-time really great, so bad it's good movie, the nineteen eighty-nine movie, yeah. Elves. Oh no! Yeah, it's.
1: I think I think I've heard of this movie.
0: That movie, it's like, it's, is wild. It's
1: not like a. It's not like you, you. I think the audience is probably thinking, oh, like elves, like Christmas. No, no. It it's is. A, like, it's a Christmas horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a Christmas horror movie, like elves, as in like little creatures that are gonna like come and eat you and shit. It's really bizarre.
0: And, like, that movie is buck wild. Because it it, 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 it turns out that the elves are, like, Nazi experiments. Like, it goes, like, yeah, so off the rails. Yeah, I remember. And the whole like, time is just Dan Haggerty looking numbers. exactly like he does in, you know, everything. <laughs> just this big burly dude with his beard being like, these damn elves. Duh, duh, duh. And he's like, <laughs> it's so wild. That
1: sounds really funny. <laughs> Would you enjoy this movie with a bucket of popcorn or can you enjoy this movie without a bucket of popcorn
0: i watched it without a bucket of popcorn have you been watching every single one of these with buckets of popcorn
1: (gasps) no but i should yeah oh my gosh that would make this uh, yeah what's wrong with us oh my goodness okay all right popcorn it is leave your comments below popcorn or no popcorn
0: And, and if popcorn, just, do you also throw in like M&Ms on top of your popcorn and then all the M&Ms get salty yeah, you, you and they wanna, always the at the bottom of the bucket it, and it's they like
1: melt and you got to yeah, just eating a bunch of, you know, why don't you, why don't you switch it up, people? How come you don't get some Reese's Pieces action in there? What do you think you think uh, what do you what, what's what's the matter with Reese's Pieces? This is just getting out of hand.
0: <laughs> the idea is sound, but the, in practice, it is like more impractical. It I used to work, be that way. And then you're just like, wait a minute, that doesn't work. Doesn't really work.
1: It doesn't work. Just get yourself like a Chicago
0: mix. Just get your popcorn that actually has different flavors built in. So you get your savory and your sweet instead of trying to put candy pieces and then they all just get covered in, and they're all the bottom and it's gross.
1: Yeah. You should just have like a, a trough. A trough of popcorn and that way the popcorn and like the chocolate m&ms or they're on the same layer you want to put into it yeah they're on the same layer so you can scoop it up and then also it will stop people from sitting next to you in the theater and promote social distancing which is a very good idea patented by morgan Mm -hmm. copyright all that jazz thank you so much for joining us raisinettes yay or nay uh no god no god god we're on the same page on that one yeah jesus that is wow the... if you go to the movies to eat a box of raisins you need to leave <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay no uh for real yeah, i just want to do
0: that just because okay. that's what but no okay for real though it's <laughs> another thing i own the entire blu-ray of
1: oh yeah when I first met Matt, man, that was like, that was the first thing that he did was like, hey, you want to watch like all of the Twilight Zone? And be like, you mean all of it? And he's like, yeah, here's my like thousands of DVDs that I've made of all the Twilight yes, Zone. those I were my uh,
0: <laughs> negligibly uh, non-legitimate discs that I burnt. But now I own the actual thing. <gasps> <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to cut this whole tangent out. No one will know my dark past. I hope not. <laughs> before I went legit.
1: Matt, if if there are pirates in the world, I definitely believe Matt is the captain of the board. That's my, uh, that's my two cents.
0: <laughs> but if I may, I can also bring up our boys Aquino Lorber once again. Okay. Because they are really hitting me there. They're they hitting my wallet with the, keep, the things they keep releasing. Because they're yes. actually putting out, finally on Blu-ray. I own the whole series on DVD, but I'm such a freaking dork like that <laughs> yes. that I'm going to upgrade. They're putting out the first season of Night Gallery, which was the Rod Serling show he did after... The Twilight Zone with the paintings and stuff.
1: I see, right. So,
0: do we have we discussed how, how are we on? Let's do a little vibe check on Hawaiian pizza right now.
1: Yeah. All right. No, uh, but I think it's fine that other people like Hawaiian pizza. Like I me, because I fine. do. Yeah, that's fine. It's not that's my fine. first
0: choice, but I understand the appeal and it is, is. I'm okay with it.
1: I think. Yeah, people who like Hawaiian pizza are like you know necessary to society first of all because you need people who are a little you know a little got something something weird going on you know like that's why we have furries right like we have furries because we can't all be like normal and vanilla all the time we got to have something freaky going on and that's what hawaiian on pizza is for that's for people who want to eat think freaky everyone pizza.
0: knows at this point probably but if you we're still unaware Hawaiian pizza was, of course, invented in Canada.
1: Yeah. So. Made by Canadians. Yeah. That's why it has ham on it. It's all our fault. <laughs> it's, all, it's our fault. We're also invented uh, the California roll. It was ca- invented by a Canadian chef who studied in Japan to make sushi. And it's made the way that it's made because it was too difficult to get fresh tuna into North America. Mm. So they substituted with avocado, which tastes like the fatty part of tuna. That's why avocado is in so much sushi. That makes sense. Because it was introduced as a a way to supplement the, the tuna. Anyway, yeah, no, Hawaiian pizza is fine for you you weirdos. You know, you put a little bit of barbecue sauce on it or whatever it is you freaks do. I don't know. What do, what do you guys do? Now with she's your... just talking nonsense. I, Anyways, let's I, saw, I saw some people. They made some Hawaiian pizza. They put barbecue sauce on it. I thought that made sense. I thought that made sense because it's ham and it's okay. pineapples.
0: Okay. It's like a, a drizzle. We're not talking about just like dousing. Oh, yeah.
1: Them. No, 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 no. Just a little bit, you know. I'm sure that tastes good for people who want to eat fruit on their pizza. i sure that tastes good.
0: You don't understand the obvious benefits of a sweetness with a saltiness, like how they complement no, each no. other?
1: i appreciate that it's just the texture i hate pineapple it's important for you to well, know there's that. your there I, you go that just says i it all, fucking hate pineapple so i don't like pineapple on pizza myself because i think pineapple is a fucking weirdo fruit and i think anybody who likes eating pineapples a fucking weirdo but i like weirdos and i think that they are of a great benefit to our society you so really saved me good job yeah Airbnb. you may keep your pineapple and you may have it on your pizza in whatever freaky way you desire you fucking weirdos <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding you guys are very nice please don't at me <laughs> it's okay i'm gonna
0: remove the, the the pineapple pizza rant that was a bad idea to bring that up no i should have known before I, started? I think
1: actually we're we're not even that far into the recording. We're only fifteen minutes over an hour. That's not so bad. We'll see. It's not the worst. Yeah.
0: All right. In this next one, this is when we were doing clam bake, and um, I mean clam bake is clam bake. So at one point, I might have been absentmindedly looking at my phone while we were recording, and I noticed a news article about John Wick Four, uh, and this here is the proof that I am actually recording this. You know, right before Christmas, in fact, right before I send this out, because the news that John Wick 4 has been moved, the release date has been moved to over a year from now just happened. So it's fresh news. So relevant to this clip, I guess. So yeah, this was me just looking at my phone, seeing something about John Wick 4, and then we just kind of riffed on that for a second. So here we go. Oh shit, look, it's Donnie Yen and John Wick pew, 4. Keep Yo. Look at him looking all handsome. Really? Yeah.
1: Is that for real? That's for real. Oh my God. 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 Does that mean that John Wick is going to fight Donnie Yen?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know this?
1: Holy fucking shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Oh my God. When does it come out? Oh my fucking God.
0: Uh, sometime early next year, right?
1: Holy shit.
0: Remember originally we were going to have Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 come out on the same day, (gasps) but they changed that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I think the press release said he was playing an ally of John Wick's, but you know, they're going to have a little fisticos just for fun.
1: I hope so. The idea of Keanu Reeves, my favorite North American martial arts actor fighting Donnie Yen, my favorite martial arts actor. Uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm so fucking excited.
0: Let's wrap wrap this up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll cut that part.
0: Um,
1: what you get for checking your phone on podcasts
0: (laughs) all right we have arrived at the end this is actually the most significant chunk i know i think i said it was like a little bit at the end but this is actually a rather big bit relating to the criterion collection and i'll wrap things up to give you a little epilogue of how things went from there you'll understand once you've heard it so here we go so the cinematographer is named Ellis W. Carter. Yeah. He did the cinematography on The Incredible Shrinking Man in 1957, Ooh. which is a really underrated 50 sci-fi. It actually just recently is being oh, added. Oh, I remember into... you
1: telling me about that. I think maybe a long time ago. I remember you telling me about it long, long time ago, and just being like, "Yeah, it's really cool what they did and how they did it." Blah blah blah. And it's like, "Huh." Hmm. then I never watched it.
0: That sounds that sounds exactly like me.
1: <laughs> it does. You have this really small voice because you're way, way, way far away in the past. So you have to sound like,
0: oh, it's a great movie. It's a great sci-fi movie and <laughs> is actually getting added to the Criterion Collection in October.
1: Very cool. So I'm
0: pre-ordering that Blu-ray.
1: What's the Criterion Collection?
0: Let's not open that. I don't
1: that. know what that
0: is. Okay. All right. What is it? So the Criterion Collection is a boutique Blu-ray distributor. but They started in Laserdisc, actually, when they first got were founded. Okay. And they were the ones who first pushed the idea of having bonus features on physical releases of movies. Oh. Like commentaries, deleted scenes. They really were the ones who like pioneered this idea of having deluxe packaging and that like films, physical copy of a film should be like, let's, you know, pull out all the bells and whistles and really like make it a collectible item. Right. And every single spine of the releases is numbered.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And... Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Man, which is coming out in October, is spy number 1100.
1: Holy Jesus, they've released a lot of movies.
0: It is a very large collection. Every month, they announce five new titles. Oh, okay. Huh. It's either a new title, or sometimes they'll upgrade some of their past titles from DVD to Blu-ray.
1: Okay. Well, if you like movies as much as Matt does, then check it out.
0: Yeah, if you like movies as much as I do, you probably already know about the Criterion Collection. <laughs> I mean, if yes. you don't, Yeah, I was
1: just going to say, yeah. Get on that. <laughs> probably, yeah.
0: Especially if you... I mean, I will warn you that like you go down that path, then like me, you will have, <laughs> you're going to run out of shelf space quick and you're going to have to start buying like custom shelves to fit all your stuff.
1: Uh, don't worry, man. We're already there. We're already there. We have a problem with yes. buying custom shelves at our house as well for manga.
0: That's fair. Last note I'll say about it since you brought it up. It's actually, there's some very exciting Criterion. It's
1: actually delicious. It's the Criterion Collection. It's made of crabs. <laughs> you you (laughs) you
0: you wanted to know you wanted to know i said do you want me to talk about this and you said yes please continue
1: i am i am interested i just i just thought about crabs i'm sorry i thought about crabs the minute you said it and i tried to hold on it always
0: happens right when i say i have one last thing to say like i'm literally gonna wrap it up after this one thing and then she's like wait wait no let me get a quip in here i've got a funny joke
1: okay okay i got it i got it we're good tell us the last thing about the chrystarian collection it has to be served with butter, <laughs> butter. <laughs> okay i'm good i'm good
0: for years for the past few years Film snobs have have been insisting, like, when is the Criterion Collection going to move into 4K? When are they going to do, you know, ultra HD releases? Okay. As much as I am a collector of of Blu-rays and physical media, I actually couldn't give a hoot about 4K versus just standard Blu-rays. Whatever. Right. I don't own a 4K TV. It's fine. It doesn't, you know, apply to me. Right. But those people get to finally shut up. Yes. Because just last week, they announced the the first slate of 4K releases coming out of Criterion. And the very first Criterion edition that's coming out in 4K is Citizen Kane. (laughs)
1: Crab, people. Oh.
0: (laughs) Which is going full circle because Citizen Kane was the very first Criterion collection release on Laserdisc back in the day. Ah. So that's a nice little button. But people are still going to complain because there was a whole debate among graphic designers because criterion does custom like artwork for each release okay and the citizen kane release just had like a big the letter k but like in the citizen Kane font okay and that's it and people are just like wow well, that's kind of
1: yeah lame. that's uh, it's kind of lazy
0: as far as i know though it's like a slipcase, so it might like reveal like open up to reveal like the rest of the- i don't know yeah it remains to sure. be seen
1: like a crab the like criterion edition and there's more crab meat on the inside and it's different from the crab shell like that we're gonna move on now. I did like learning about it, though. I was interested. It's just I can't stop thinking about crabs.
0: Hypothetically, I might have ordered a Criterion edition of something once, and it, I got a DVD instead of a Blu-ray. Oh. And I make was thinking sure get
1: a big tank for it. And
0: I was thinking, you know what? This would be a nice gift to give to Morgan because she would probably actually oh. like this DVD. But I'm having really strong reservations about that idea now. Maybe I'll just keep it for myself. So you're gonna get nothing this Christmas.
1: If you send me anything from the Criterion Collection, I will tape a little R right after the, is it a K or a C that it starts with? A C. Oh, it's definitely getting an R and an S. I'm going to tape it to it indefinitely. You can do whatever you want
0: once you own it, if you ever get your hands on it at this point.
1: (laughs) Wow. God. How do you cook that anyway? Hot water? Just dunk it right in? or maybe Can you bake crustaceans? I don't know why you're friends with me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Maybe
0: by the end of this podcast, we'll find out <laughs> one way or the other. We'll come to some I, kind I, you of know, breakthrough. Honestly,
1: I would not fucking be surprised if at the end of this podcast, we never spoke to one another ever again. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> okay. So that's uh, it
0: for the Criterion talk that Morgan yes. insisted on us having, so... Move i didn't on. insist
1: i just asked i was i just didn't know what it was i if you just would have told me it was just a bunch of crabs i would have just left it at that i wouldn't even have known you you literally could have been like oh the criterion collection it's a signature set of crabs that they release on blu-ray dvd and i would have been like oh sounds legit <laughs> but
0: just it's saying. me it's me morgan it's like you forget who you're talking to every time we do a new episode i can't I just say oh it's just this <laughs> He, I need to give the context,
1: he, folks. He really can't. I I've known this man what like like a decade.
0: That sounds about right. Yeah.
1: And I just I set you up for jokes, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Here's a here's the setup, and then you'll make the joke, and then he's like, and anyway, so this type of movie was a very specific kind of movie. And I'm like, oh okay. We we'll just talk, we'll talk more about movies.
0: Can't believe we're talking we about him, movies. We called him
1: Movie Matt. We called him Movie Matt in college. an
0: Elvis that was movie name. podcast. Yeah, what the hell are we right. thinking? Talking about movies,
1: right? I guess that should have been a you know maybe it's not that you're bad at making jokes. I think it's actually that I'm just stupid.
0: <laughs> it balanced things out, but at a certain point, I'm like, I think we've hit enough quota of mortgage jokes for the episode, <laughs> and now we can I can fit those yeah. in, and I will. Everything else is just gonna get cut because there's just no uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> eventually, eventually, at a point, he's like, "All right, you can start to see in his face when he's like." Wow, I am so excited to cut all of these jokes. <laughs> what are you talking about now?
0: Want to finish talking about the cinematographer. Okay. He actually died the same year that this movie oh. came out. This is actually the last released movie within his lifetime, but Your Cheating Heart, which he also worked on, came out November. He he died in October.
1: What did he die of? Crabs.
0: I don't know. Okay. I didn't check.
1: It's okay. No, it's okay. It could have been anything. No, that's fine. That's fine.
0: It's okay. This whole section is Got gone. To- <laughs> it's fine. It's
1: gone. Well, then let's just drop it and get through it, fuck. Holy jeez. Come on, Melissa. I, Matt, let's I go. think I should talk yeah, about crabs
0: ask. instead. <laughs> That'll really get things going so we can get this over with.
1: All right. About crabs. Garlic butter or non-garlic butter?
0: Well, garlic butter.
1: Well, if you say so. I'm more of a lemon kind of girl myself.
0: No, no. I want, I want no? the butter. Ideally, both. I don't know why you would only <laughs> have an opportunity where you could only have one or the other.
1: Yeah. I guess that's fair.
0: Real quick, final thoughts.
1: Final thoughts, crabs. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's gonna make no sense considering I've already, <laughs> I've already cut out every reference to crabs from this thing, which has I think has put us under oh. the hour mark. Which has that, like if I get rid of all that, there was at least half an hour of you going off oh. on crabs and keeping oh. this bit of crabs and just driving it to the ground. Oh.
1: Fine. Sad crabs. Final
0: thought. We're gonna have the next time we do a bloopers episode. It's literally just gonna be an entire episode about you talking (laughs) about crabs in the kissing cousins episode. (laughs) That'll be enough. And now to provide you with a little epilogue to that little extended bit you just heard. So yes, I did end up because this is the season of giving. This is Christmas. So of course I wasn't gonna withhold the DVD that I acquired. So I did end up meeting with Morgan for lunch. Uh, We weren't able to, like, do something more extensive, like an actual recording that we had planned. But it was nice to just, you know, get some food, chat, chat about things that are not podcast-related, you know, just hang out and catch up. Uh, So we did that, and while we were having lunch, I did give her the DVD, the Criterion DVD that I had acquired. It was the Criterion edition of 310 to Yuma, a Western which she holds very dear, so... I gave it to her whether or not she's going to end up defacing its cover by adding letters and stuff. I don't know. Maybe she's even forgotten. But that's hers. It's hers now, so she could do whatever the heck she wants with it. Uh, At the very least, she now has one in her possession, so hopefully that'll be a constant reminder of what the Criterion Collection is. And I guess that's the note we're going to end on. Hopefully everyone, once again, enjoyed another mishmash of various bits and pieces. And I hope everyone has themselves a lovely Christmas day and a remainder of the holidays. And we shall see you in the new year with Charo, which uh, should be a hoot. We're almost there. We are getting to it. Until then, take care.